we got it poppin'. Consider this. Consider this. Hosted by Nikki June, yeah, we got it poppin'. Consider this. Celebrity news and talking the hottest topics. Have a minute with me. This is the show that you really need. So entertaining, plenty energy. We got it hype, you better believe. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Nikki, she gives her opinion. Come check it out, you will wanna listen. Don't wanna miss it, make sure you tune in. Go tell your mama, your auntie, your friend. Yeah. Get it hype, get lit. Uh, it's time for consider this. Hello, hello. This is Africa been singing, and I tuned in to consider this. Consider that. <laughs> There's a crisis in America. More than half of us are overweight. The advice experts agree on is to eat more fruits and vegetables as part of a healthy diet and be physically active. Eating five to nine servings of colorful fruits and vegetables and being active every day will help our kids stay healthy and fit. Eat smarter, be active, and get healthy, America. Because the figures don't lie. God. When I was alone and had nothing, I asked for a friend to help me bear the pain. No one came except God. When I needed a breath to rise from my sleep, no one could help me except God. When all I saw was sadness and I needed answers, no one heard me except God. So when I'm asked who I give my unconditional love to, look for no other name except God. Have you been feeling sad most of the time, losing interest in things you once cared about? You may be experiencing these Happy Sunday, good people. I am your girl, Nikki June. You are tuned in to Consider This Radio only on WEBR Radio Fairfax. If you are following me on social media, then you know that today is my last show of the year. And of course, if you need your fix, you can always go to iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as iTunes to hear some of the old shows. And if you do not catch this one live, you are definitely going to want to run this one back, okay? Today, the show is all for the fellas. So ladies, don't call all up up here with your bitter behinds talking bad about men that are showing up okay these are not these youtube videos this is positive masculinity is that a word Dimitri? we're gonna find out um because y'all know i'm gonna be making up stuff all day but <laughs> we're gonna be talking to the guys today well to a man today he is an author he is a father he is an entrepreneur and we want to talk about his journey his plight and just his experience we have that and so much more you don't want to miss it Please, if you are up, it's a beautiful day today. Make sure you call in. It doesn't matter if you have Sprint, Obama, T-Mobile, Mint Mobile. All of your minutes are free. The number here is 703-560-8255. Again, that number is 
703-560-8255. Be sure to call in when we are talking, not when the music is playing, if you would like to be live on the radio, okay? Do we have those instructions? Hopefully. Right now, we're going to get into Joey Badass. The joint is called Head High. I love this song. He performed it on the BET Awards. Let's get into it. Yeah. Time waits for no man. Life is but a two-step slow jam. Dancing with the devil, trying not to lose my balance. But God bless the kid with many talents. He was chosen. That's why you see him living in the moment. Every second, gotta own it. Cause you never know when could be your last. Time breathing, now you breathing from the gun blast. Then you thinking about the past. See your whole life in the flash. Best friends love in your casket. Now your son the bastard. Pressure on the shoulders, make them gotta grow faster. Where I'm from, the stories never end with no happily ever afters. Just broken families forced to start new chapters. A natural disaster, the cycle in the loop, and we caught up in a rapture. Not to mention all the other factors. Government agendas against rappers. They wanna see you see the dead and catch. So I hold my head high till they put me below. Best not till the day I die. I'ma keep my heat close. This is for my who took a day to relax. Hugging the black, but the black ain't hugging back. So we hold our head high till they put us below. Best no till the day we die. We gon' keep this heat close. This is for my niggas who took a day to relax. Hugging the black, but the black ain't hug us back. Took a trip to Miami that March. Couple weeks right before my daughter got born. Uh, to meet up with this kid by the name of X. Had to go to him cause he was on house arrest. Nonetheless, our first time meeting, we was always on the FaceTime. He offered me his place to stay. Thank you, but I declined. First impression in my mind, now that's a stand up. Someone I could call a friend of mine and that's tough. That I could talk about any type of stuff with him. Never gave a about who didn't with him. See, that's my I had to keep it the buck with him. When he played me his album, I told him what he was missing. A lot of would have took that different would have thought that i was dissing instead we found this beat and started riffing it had me reminiscing had me thinking about steelo now that i can see it so i hold my head high till they put me below best no till the day i die i'ma keep my heat close this is for my who took a day to relax hugging the black but the black ain't hugging back so we hold our head high till they put us below best no till the day we die we gonna keep this heat close this is for my who took a day to relax Hugging the black, but the black ain't hug us back. They said drugs would make you cool. I'm going my room. I just asked you no, to shut up. Tell me to shut Leave up. Leave me back here. Leave me home. Just say it to my face, dude. What? Just say, dude. What? No, what? What? What's wrong with you? Man, forget you, guy. Hey, wake up, Sydney. Pay attention in my class. They said drugs would make you cool. They lied. 
Find out the truth about drugs. Drugfreeworld.org. I am Audrey Jackson. I'm Greg Jackson. On February 19th at 4 a.m., a gun was used to take my son from me. You know him as Pop Smoke. We call him Char. Because of gun violence, I'll never see my son run up the front of our steps, taking them two at a time. He won't ever take my hands again and dance with me. He won't come into my room and muscle pose in the mirror. Gun violence destroys families. It must stop. Yo, it's your boy Bricks. You're now rock with Misunderstood. And consider this. Be on the lookout for that new Izzo. Note to self. All right, good people. We are back. You are tuned in to Consider This Radio only on WEBR Radio Fairfax. I am your girl, Nikki June, and we do have a guest in the building. Um, Dimitri is in the building. How are you today? I am doing good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. It was job like last minute. Well, no, Columbus Day, oh, excuse me, Indigenous Day was last week, and I didn't remember. So you was initially supposed to come out last week, and um, we kind of switched it up to today. So how are you doing today? Doing good. 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 Um, Before we get into the mess, okay, um, give me three words that define you. Determined. Um, stubborn and energetic. And what are three words that people define you? How do people define you? How do people define me? Oh, um. <laughs> if anybody's ever told you something different, mm, the things I just said. Oh, they uh, still say the same thing? Yeah. Mine is always different. Things I just said. Different. Like, my radio name was misunderstood for like 10 years because. Someone else's definition of me is not how I define myself. Mm -hmm. So I always ask people that because I think it's real interesting to see how other people view you. Um, You know, because you never know anybody. Do you believe that you ever get to know 100% of who someone is? Nah, nah, because, I mean, we all got things that scarred us. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So... With that, you know, you're never going to know 100% of a person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why I'm stubborn with dating. Like, you are not going to take a year to figure out if you want me or not. Because let me tell you something. Either you do or you don't. (laughs) We're going to figure this out. I I understand. I understand. (laughs) Life is short. What am I waiting for? Like, I mean, either we can figure it out. People get married off of one night stands. Yeah, but. (laughs) Yeah. But um yeah, nah. but what they do? Yeah, but like, is that really a um a responsible decision you're making, or is that more of a emotional decision you're making? I think it's responsible because I just I personally just believe that you never know someone until a situation comes up. Exactly. I believe situations change people, right? I'm happy until I'm not. I'm mad until I'm not. I'm a good person until I'm not. I'm responsible until I'm not. So I feel like situations can switch you up. So 
I mean, you could be with somebody. Let some of these women tell you. I mean, our Kelly wife, according to her, didn't know that he was having women in the basement. I mean, hey, these are her words, not mine. I don't know how you wouldn't know that, but they say that. Like, if you look up any successful man that has been arrested or something, the wife is always, oh, I would have never knew. I never thought. And I do think it could be because you're turning a blind eye because of the benefits of your husband. Sometimes if if it's coming with benefits, you can be like, oh, I don't see it. Or, you know, who knows? I mean, um, with that, with, with that specific situation, um, I think I think we're all just learning that R. Kelly <clears throat> was touched himself as a kid. Um, I don't think that that was something he was making known to people. And like you said, turn the blind eye. Um, shoot, once it became public, like in the early 2000s, he was doing that with the little girls. Um, I would say from that point on, yeah, she knew. But before, she might not have. If I mean, if... If he's like, uh, I'm not saying all women, but a lot of women, like if you just coming in like, hey, the bills is paid. I'm giving you $10,000 every other day. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's really not probably going to ask you too much stuff. She, she really probably not. So it's like, I mean, I ain't going to fault her. I ain't going to fault her. for No, I mean, life. I don't know. It's their journey. Um, I wasn't in one of those closets, so I don't know what happened. So I don't know, but uh, according to people, it's possible. So who am I to? I mean, in my situation, it wouldn't be possible. But according to her, it was possible for her and all of the other women that act, you know, act as if they didn't know what was going on in their home. One thing that I do know, women are very intuitive, and we know a lot. I agree. So. I don't know how you wouldn't expect something, right? Even if it wasn't to the extreme of what was going on. But you have all of these little girls that albums ain't never coming out. <laughs> At some point, I, you know, the questions would be asked, which is why they may have got a divorce. Who knows? I don't I don't know why they got divorced. She, she never was clear on it. She wanted to mention that she was then abused. Again, I don't know. But yeah, so I just feel like you never know people until a new situation arrives therefore i think it's irresponsible period then like if you got the way till you figure out if you know somebody then and when will you ever be with, with i'm not someone? gonna say it's necessarily irresponsible but a one-night stand is not gonna that shouldn't be your determining factor on like okay if, um if we got all our bills paid but we don't have no spending money for this month like a one-night stand ain't gonna tell you how that person's gonna act these days with no money that's oh no no I, I'm <laughs> saying that to say that people figure it out oh yeah they gonna figure it out but yeah. that's what I'm saying if okay you cause we gonna go back to the one night stand thing because that I just think that's irresponsible <laughs> like I think that's <laughs> irresponsible like, because I'm because listen, wife and nobody I just slept with on the first because night. listen it's, it's impossible for me to get a good judge of your character and who you are in one night especially when I'm doing the most blissful thing I could be doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> But, okay, so let me let me clear it up then. Not one night stand when I go home with you, we have sex, and then the next day we girlfriend and boyfriend. Not that way, right? Okay. But I'm just saying that people that have slept with their husbands oh, on the first... Oh, and it, it developed? Turned, yeah, it developed. Know, oh, if it turned, then that's, that's not a one night stand. To... That's called dating. <laughs> that's called we date. We, sex on the first we night had then. sex on the first night. Yeah. I still liked you after that night. Yeah. Now I'm like, Not I can date. Like I can date this person. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Even though 
we probably should just date before we even get to the sex because I mean I it'll be better in my opinion it's just be better. Do like, you think? Well, we didn't even talk about you yet, but now that you said that, I want to know. Do you now you know being through the things you've been through? Do you believe that sex clouds judgment? Extremely, <laughs> like extremely. It's be, again because. It's the most blissful thing you can do, man or woman. Tell me something else that you enjoy more than sex. Like ice cream. It makes you feel like you're having sex though. Like when you taste the ice, you used to want to start moaning probably. Oh my god, it's so, so good. <laughs> so let me say this. For me, I think I'm I I've realized um in the last year that I'm an alien. Um because I don't I don't belong here. Um, <laughs> I don't see things the way everybody else see them. So, therefore, something wrong with me. And I accept that. No, I don't say that. Uh, no, I believe it. I really do. Because the things that people do, it just doesn't make sense. So, for me, intimacy, I have to like you to even be intimate with you. I, I can't I agree. meet you at the club and then it's going to happen. Oh yeah. So, that's, for that's, me, yeah. that would never be able to go down anyway. Now... It doesn't have to be a time frame. Like, I'm not one of those people where, oh, it's 90 days. If the vibe is there, the vibe is there, right? You're grown. You do mm-hmm. what you want to do. But to meet a stranger and then, yeah, I'm not with that. I don't even know if I like you. So that's just me. But people can do it. Mm, um, it's, I, it, it's all depending on, on the person, like you said. Yeah. Uh you know, shout out to everybody that got a relationship. Keep working on it. Nobody's perfect. Um, and I think that's what we get caught up into is um, thinking that relationships are perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, we have this. And, and it's really bad now. Um, and shout out Boosie because he mentioned this on Drink Champs. Like, social media made all of us, for lack of a better term, like attention whores. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. before, like, back. Uh, okay, hold on because you said Boosie. Now, Boosie Boo is my baby, Okay. But I don't think I would be taking relationship advice for Boosie Listen, that say, show me your, show even, me your breasts, I give you a thousand dollars. See, that's a, that's another thing we have to learn too is take the message, discard the messenger. You understand? Like oh, because no. at the end of the day, he what he said is so true. Like back in the day, even twenty years ago, twenty thirty years ago, a man, adult man, adult woman was only seeing the women he worked with, his <laughs> woman at home. He might go have something across town. Same thing with the woman. The dudes at work, the dude at home, something across town. No, I definitely you know agree. But now I could pick up my if my if my girl blowing me, I go look at thirty thousand different women that not only look better than her, that sound better than her. I might have to go take a chance on this. So now I might risk my marriage behind this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Same thing for a woman. So it's like it's a lot of stuff for us to navigate in today's time. So like as far as getting to know a person, everybody's wearing a mask. Um, I think you should just know yourself, know what you're going to accept, know what you're not going to accept, and go forward with that. That's um, facts. You know what I'm saying? I, I thousand percent believe that, and and this is not even just. Well, I'm not a lesbian. I just had to say that. Um, so I believe even with relationships with friends, relationships. Period. Whether it's with your children, whether it's with your sister. Whether it's with your um, with a best friend, whether it's with your guy, whether it's business, it shows you exactly who you are. To me, my relationships are mirrors, are just like. That's it. I agree. It's only mirrors. I don't even understand why I'm in. 
life is just a reflection of your inner thoughts. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. So, well, I ain't gonna say inner thoughts. Nah, it really is. Like you can, if we we can deny, we could try to deny that truth all we want, but you like if something, if a situation arises that you really didn't want, you're gonna. You're going to probably be like, I knew this was going to happen because you was thinking on it previously already. Like, oh, my God, what if, for example, let's just take a call, for example, uh, my uh, tire need air. I've been too busy to go get air. What if it goes flat? What if it falls off while I'm driving? You start to think on this so much that it draws that frequency in a boom. Your tire goes flat at the worst time possible. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I knew this was going to happen. I do... I can't even say I. So this is the thing that I don't agree with. Not that it's what you said. I don't believe that you attract what you are. I just don't believe that the people that are in my immediate space, those people are not me. I don't move like that. It's not. I've never been that to other people. So I don't understand. They were you. Never been that. That it, it had to be some aspect of you. Like, because I'm, I'm to the point with myself, like, like I said, um, before we came on, um, I'm realizing that a lot of the people that I deal with, I really can't deal with them no more. Not because they're bad people, not because I don't like them. or anything. They're just not on what I'm on. They like oranges. I like apples. It's nothing wrong with that. It's just, I, how do I look trying to convince, every time I tried to convince them to eat apples, they was like, nah, bro, these oranges are better for us. So, I'm going to go deal with people that like apples. So, I agree with that. I I do agree with that, right? Because I do believe that I don't not like you for who you are. I just choose not to have you in my space, if that makes sense. And, And that's fine, because you are a person just like me. I like apples and oranges. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And then I also just believe, just for me personally, like if it's not serving me, if it's just taking, 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 I don't want to be around it. And this is why I said that's never. I've never been that person. I've never borrowed money. I've never used somebody to get to another step. I've never been that person. But oftentimes. Somehow or another, they inch up in my in my way. Well, I tell you, for me, I've been I've been everything. <laughs> um, I've been a great person. I've been a bad person because everybody's not going to accept me. Everybody's not going to even though I view my intentions as good. You know what I'm saying? Just like we said earlier, how do people view you? That's not really my place. It's up to them to whatever they view me as. So if they view me as bad, good, or whatever, that's their judgment upon me. I can't ride with that, you know what I'm saying? I still have to I still have to be me, you know what I'm saying? And that's why I'm a firm believer in that we you attract what you are, you know what I'm saying? Because every per, even the people in my life right now that I'm I'm cutting, I'm not necessarily cutting them off. It's just they like oranges, I like apples, you know what I'm saying? Like we don't have anything to talk about, but I could see myself in them when I was on that frequency of thinking. I'm just on a different frequency of thinking now. You know what I'm saying? So I just can't never get into it. People always say that. They always say that you manifest in this and man- that's just I don't even have the energy. Everything that to I'm do doing will be that. Everything that I'm doing today, as far as the manifesting and all that, I learned six years ago. Like 
I, 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 all these concepts and stuff that's floating, I learned this stuff six years ago, but I thought it was like something magical. Like, oh, you got to have altars and you got to wear dashikis and all this. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. But the whole time it wasn't that. The power is you. It's always you. know what you. I'm saying? It's all in you. And I, I have to take back my power, which and, is why I and just want to be in a cave. I just want to get back on my spaceship and go. Create it. You got to create it. That's, that's That's the power we have. Like, that's what it I means. I got to find it. That's what it means as far as as far as God. You know what I'm saying? Like we have we have the same power as God. And I'm I'm not trying to get that to be like, oh, this guy is saying he's God and all that. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying look at look at the so-called people that have things. Do you do they do you ever hear them talk about they can't do something? You, you, so you know what I don't be so that's the contradiction because if you haven't noticed yet I'm a walking contradiction so it's nothing that I don't believe that I can't do we'll talk about your book in a second but yeah, I just know. helped you with the book I never illustrated before a day in my life so I believe I can do whatever I want to do the problem with that the contradiction in that is you need assistance to do so and for I the agree. longest time in my own journey I've been trying to be 12 different things in once right mm -hmm. and it didn't work so for the last i'll say four years that, let's say three let me be honest three two and a half three years i've been consciously wanting to include people in my process because i now know that i cannot be who i need to be alone and this has probably been the worst time of my life in that process of in trying to include others in what it is that I need to do. That's I just have to say that. You're um you learn to navigate the world now. You know what I'm saying? You're stepping outside your comfort zone and like, okay, I'm open to show the world what my ideas are, I'm open to be criticized and things like that. And it's rough. You know what I'm saying? I get it. I really get it. It's rough. Um you just gotta keep going. <laughs> That's all I can say. You gotta keep going. Oh no, um, I could never quit. The like, people, the people you was talking about, the people though. Like, I I remember being stuck on it. just last year, honestly, because last year, last year I wasn't working. I ain't had none of my certifications. I didn't have. I was messing with this woman, um, and I that was I don't even know what was going on with that. But like, I I just where I was like, it's funny how a year can change can change things you know what i'm saying because where i'm at right now like even being um connected with you now like i got a book out like i got a children's book out now you know what i'm saying and that's only because i've been open to talk about myself my life you know what i'm saying and like i don't consider it like the hardest of lives but i don't consider it the easiest of lives either i think everybody is and that's the beauty of life in general like everybody is unique everybody comes with their own gifts their own talents their own downfalls you know what i'm saying and we need to embrace people behind that of inst course. instead of just looking at it like he why is he or why is she like that not understanding that we all used to be children we it is a lot of people up here that just want a hug from their mother from their father from their aunt grandmother whoever it is they just want somebody to be like i'm sorry i treated you like that i was just listening to a, a story on youtube about somebody dude say he had to come live with him and his grandmother because his mother um but stuffing his face in dog doo doo and beating on him and doing stuff. This is a child. Now that dude he was talking about grew up to be a killer. Now the world is looking at him like this is just a killer, a menace to society, a terrorist. 
But they weren't dead when his mom was stuffing his face in that dog duty. Oh, yeah. You and I talked before about the why. That That's the most important part of a human being, even if it's turning out to be tragic, right? Because we all got to the places that we got. And I just know to piggyback off you, what you said in regards to, like, for me, it's just the take, 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 take. Somebody is always taking from me. Always. Like, I feel like I don't get a, you, I don't, I can't catch a break. Do you really feel like that? I though? do. Oh, I feel so used up. But let me tell you I'm this. A, I'm going to you finish. finish. So, I'll say in the last six months to a year, uh, I don't know if you've seen on, on TikTok where it'd be like, um, uh, shoot, uh, when they talk about dating and they saying, God, if I'm just a trial period, just say that then. <laughs> no, I, I do be, I do be saying I that. Be feeling no, like a trial period myself. <laughs> but I really just feel like maybe that's my purpose. Maybe my purpose is even though with all of this information that I have, all of this knowledge, I'm I'm a walking resource, right? Maybe it's not for me and my family. Maybe I'm here, you know, for some, for, for the Christian folk. They'll tell you that, you know, God put you here for a reason. And I be, I am playing back with that, that maybe that's just what my reasoning is. I'm only here to serve. I'm a, like you, when you sent me the book, I said, no, that wasn't me. Because a lot of the times I don't want to be bothered. I do want to give up, but it doesn't matter if I'm around someone. It's almost just like, an out-of-body experience. I'm going to tell you 30 ways that I can fix your life. And you've been in that situation where it's just like, what is what is this broad talking about? And, and I do it so much. My sister gets on me because she say, well, why do you do it? I can't control it. Like, do you think I want to do all this free stuff and, and don't create financial? If I was literally paid for what I have done for Fortune 500 companies, for small business owners... I would be a multimillionaire at this point if I was paid for that, right? So that's what I try to convey to other people. I don't want to give out free stuff all the time. I don't. But if I'm in the I'm, if I'm in the moment and I'm in the vibe and it just happens, it's like, damn, I gotta share. I I know how to fix things. I'm so good at that. So with me, if I'm in if I'm in a room and, and somebody's telling me this. And the spirit moved me, boy, I can change you in a second. I, I do it all the time. And that's why, like I said, in the last couple of six months, I feel like I'm just here to give because I'd never get it back. Nobody never pours into me. Nobody. I, I have a couple of people here now and again where, let me take that back, that are pour into me, but I don't get what I receive, what I give out because I do it so naturally, so unconsciously. And then on the back end, I'm like, damn. Oh, what I, I just did was $5,000. If somebody else just did this for you, that would have been $5,000. If somebody else just wrote you a proposal and you got something, somebody else would have charged you for that up front. Not did it for you because they just want you to win. Because I truly do want other people to win. I'm never jealous. And mm -hmm. that's one thing I'm never. Never jealous of nobody else because I really want every black and brown person to win and create financial freedom. I just want my turn. And I just really feel like I don't know if it will happen at this point, like 
Am I going to get married? Who knows? Will I do this um, financial freedom? I don't know. I know I'm not going to quit. That's not even in my, it's not even my system. I don't even know what that looks like. I probably won't even be that vulnerable to give up, even though I want to like four times a day. Mm -hmm. It's not in me too, but I really do feel that. I'm like, well, maybe I'm just here to do what the creator want me to do at this point because I don't get it back. I mean, my life could be worse, right? <laughs> you know, some people, you know, they say things could be worse. I'm not worried about things. I'm worried about me, okay? Mm -hmm. And what I want for me and my family. So yeah, I'm not broke and destitute and all of those other things, but I do want more for my family. I want, I want to be the last person in my family to not have. Oh. Like, my aunt right now need her roof fixed. I want to be able to send her $10,000 to get her roof fixed. I want to be able to provide and take care of my family. In order to do that, you need financial freedom. I, I take care of my me and my daughter well. We don't need no help. But I want to be able to do that. My aunt called me and told me she needs some. I want to just randomly send her $5,000. Hey, here you go. I want to be that person. But go ahead with what you're mm. saying. I mean, no, I, not, I understand. I think that's a... I think that 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 uh, <laughs> I call it. I'm talking about I call it, but I've heard it uh, been mentioned the savior complex. I think that's all been ingrained to us uh, by society is to um, <clears throat> help others less fortunate and other stuff. And I'm not saying don't do that. You know what I'm saying? But um, at some point we got to help ourselves. Two things you uh, said that it kind of proved my point about the we attract what we think. Uh, you said. I feel like everybody just take, take, take. And you said, I feel like I just give, give, give. You feel that. You really feel like that. So oh, so fact. what you're so what you're telling the universe, God, whatever anybody wants to, what you're telling is I feel like people just take, take, take from me. So life is gonna make it for you to where people just take, take, take from you. Because you're not standing in yourself and like, you know what? I'm setting boundaries. If you want me to do this for you, you're gonna have to pay for that service. You're going to have to do that. It may lose, cause you to lose a few relationships and things like that. But, oh, I don't even care about that no But, more. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what? which hard do you want to do? Do you want to live poor or do you want to live rich? Because both of them are hard. It's just that when you, wealthy people look out for themselves first. I know it sounds crazy, but they do. They have you have to look out for you first. Because, oh, definitely. Because if you don't look out for you first, nobody else is going to do that. But I'm gonna tell you this. So, in the last three months, I've been xing people out. The I funny see. thing about that is, for me personally, I don't I don't do a lot of conversations. It's not a good thing. Um, it just is what it is. <laughs> I'm not about to sit here and have to me. If you move a certain way, right, that's how you move. Mm -hmm. It's not for me to say what you're doing is wrong, right? Mm -hmm. That's just how I feel. Again, I'm not saying it's right. So, therefore, I would just remove myself. You won't even know why I remove myself. I'm, I'm just done. You, you do and love and be what you are. And then when I do that, though, because I've been doing it lately, people are confused on why. And again, that's where the alien thing comes in. Because what I don't understand is if someone, I just don't understand how certain things aren't naturally reciprocated in life, right? Because I don't believe, I'm like Robin Hood. I'd rather rob from the rich opposed to the poor. Like you and I had talked before. If I know somebody don't have it, 
I'm not expecting you to give it. You ain't got it, right? Mm -hmm. But on the back end, once you get it, I would expect to be broke off. You know, on the back end, I don't know how to explain it. Um, It's just really interesting. But I've been done a lot lately. And yeah, it just is what it is for me. I'm big on the dynamic of men and women together. You know what I'm saying? Um, this is a conversation. This is a deeper conversation. I be having these conversations with everybody because I tend to observe everything. And like I said, man, is what you talking about? That would be life being perfect. Everybody's eating. Um, no killing, no stuff, no no bad things going on. You know what I'm no, saying? No, I ain't say no bad things. Well, <laughs> but I just feel if if everybody if everybody had food, clothing, shelter, could watch TV, they had a car, they had spare money, they could smoke when they want, they could drink. If everybody could do everything they want to do, it would it would knock out a lot of the things that's going on in society. But here's the contradiction: everybody's not gonna want it. That's the contradiction. Just like how you saying, it's not that everybody don't want to be rich. Everybody don't want to do the work. Yeah, they don't. So mm-hmm. we know, we could probably name five people right now that we know with handouts that aren't doing nothing with them. So just because somebody gives you everything that you need doesn't mean that you're going to utilize it. Which is true. And it's not for me to judge you using utilizing it. I don't care. I tell people that all the time. People think I'd be lying because I am not... I can be a natural nurturer, but I really don't care. I I am becoming so selfish that it really doesn't matter. I, I I don't care what it is that you're doing and what you're not doing. As long as it doesn't affect my family, it's not my business. And of course, in the words of Martin Luther King, what doesn't affect you directly affects you indirectly. So at some point you do have to care about something, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not for me. Like I'm not God. I'm not the, I'm not the end all be all to your life. Right. So I can give you everything that you need and you do what you will with it. You utilize it. You don't. I'm cool, right? Mm. So even if everybody did have all of the necessities that they needed in order to be okay, there will still be a group of people that still wouldn't be utilizing it. So there's never going to be a such thing as a perfect world because the perfect world would be perfect mindsets. And that's what you need to worry. Money, like how you and I say, isn't real. Mm -hmm. The mindset is what's real. And the mindset is the, is the, we'll say... The mindset is what we're seeing right now. All of the brokenness. But that's why I say we are um we are victims and victors of our own thoughts. Mm-hmm. So I used to listen. I have no re- the the thoughts that have be on my mind every day. My life has no reason for me to be to show is showing me things that I have no reason to be thinking the thoughts I do. Like I be like, yeah, I'm gonna be driving that Bugatti next month. I'm, oh yeah, we gonna. I'm gonna buy a 767. You know what I'm saying? Just to fly to Guam or something. You know what I'm saying? Just do stuff. Like I be saying, I don't. My life doesn't reflect none of that stuff now. But these are things I'm telling myself because eventually it's going to happen. I believe. Like the mind is the most powerful thing we have. It's the most powerful thing. That's why they try to the so-called big guys try to exploit it every day. So if and they do a good job at it. If if in your face every single day is. You ain't nothing. You ain't worth nothing. You ain't this, 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 and this. You ain't. The world is telling you you ain't. You ain't this, or you can't do nothing. But at the same time, you need to help people that's in a 
worse position to you than oh, you. Oh, hold well, on. What? Somebody's trying to. Um, Anderson, this is a live radio show, so I can't add you because the people that are watching on TV won't be able to hear you. So um, I can't add you into the Instagram. I'm sorry. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't even know what I was saying. I mean, I'm sorry. No, he all... requested to come in no, and I didn't want to. But, um, I know. Oh, the mind. The mind is a terrible thing to waste. So, like, if if we start feeding ourselves more and just start speaking life into ourselves more, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Instead of the constant, I'm not worthy, I can't do it, my mother never loved me, my dad never loved me, oh, this teacher said that I wouldn't be this, they kicked me off the football team, they kicked me off the cheerleader team, they kicked me off the uh, shop, the track team, they... Uh, I tried apply for this job. They told me they was gonna hire me, but I ain't heard from them in three weeks. Like, okay, you still alive? You know what I mean? So the fact that you're still alive, you gotta keep on. You gotta fuel yourself every day. And but you know what? To top that off, the mind is the most powerful thing. But you know what's more powerful than the mind? The healing, and that's the problem. People aren't healing. Because you can you can say, okay, my mother beat me and I don't care. No, you know, it doesn't bother me no more. No, you have to deal with that. And that's the biggest problem. We're not dealing with we're not dealing with the mindset in itself. How did we get here again? That why is the is the thing that we're missing out. So if 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 you have to start, this is why I went to go. I wish I would have went to go see my father before he ended up dying because I had many questions. My family was going to fly me to New Orleans to go see him. Oh, actually, when I had my daughter, because I haven't seen him in God knows how long before I had my daughter. And oh, we'll we'll fly you down here. You know, your dad wants to see the. Now, mind you, it wasn't him. That initially told me somebody else did. Mm-hmm. And I was being petty and still being angry and mean in it. When, in fact, I, of course, in hindsight, I wish I would have went because two years later, he was killed at a stoplight. He was robbed. They took mm-hmm. the car and left him at, left his body in the ground, on the ground, and took his car in New Orleans at a light, right? So everything that I wanted to say, I still never got to say it, right? Mm-hmm. So I can walk around here and say, I say that anyway. Oh, I'll be an amazing wife. Oh, my God, I'm going to spoil my husband. I already know I would, right? But you, I still have to deal with that healing that I never got to ask the questions that I would ask. Me tricking myself to believe that I'm going to do and be this, that's one thing. And that is powerful. But the healing, you still got to deal with the healing because that's where the triggers still come up because we don't deal with the healing part of it. Well, with that, um, that would require you to face yourself. Yes. Um, and I, um, me specifically, my mom passing at 13. She passed from drinking alcoholism and stuff, right? So as a child, I'm, you know, I'm moving my aunt, change schools, all that good stuff. And I'm just, when situations will arise, I would be like, dang, man, like, well, my mother didn't love me enough to want to stay here, so why would this person care for me? You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought I was doing the right thing by looking out for, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. So I'm like, well, my mother didn't care. My mother didn't care. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't until I became an adult that, you know, I had to face these things and realize, like, no, her, whatever she chose wasn't my fault. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whatever she chose, whatever anybody did or said or Because before you were a parent, you are a human being. That's it. Somebody's mother, you are who you are sister brother whatever so and you must have had your kids already when you started did you is that when you started looking at it different for sure yeah. when, when she when she got pregnant with the twin because i mean i was 
I ain't gonna speak for her, but for myself, um, you know, I know the truth. For myself, like in my head, I'm like, oh, if she get pregnant, like we just gonna get an abortion, right? But she got pregnant with twins. So I'm at the time my current think if I was thinking what I was thinking now, back then, no lie, I would have tried to abort them too. I ain't gonna lie. But is is at that time I was like, dang, twins. Like, oh man, like, you know, I'm still in church and everything. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be blessed and all that. Like, all right, cool. I just gotta raise these kids. And um, that's what it was before I seen them actually be born, though. Like, when they were born, that's when I was like, oh man, like, oh, nah, nah, nah. Like, I gotta, I gotta give, like, they, let me, I gotta learn this world for them, you know what I'm saying? Because now I'm looking at it like, like you said, it did happen when I had them because I'm looking at it like, okay. I can't die. You know what I'm saying? I got to at least be here at least up until they 25. You know what I'm saying? At least, in my opinion, because I'm like, at 25, they, if anything happened to me, they should be well-equipped to handle the world and deal with the world. But, you know, I didn't have that opportunity with my mother and father. So I felt like I, I owe that to them at least to learn this world and give them the correct thing. Even my aunt that passed, like, she was big on, on money and finances and stuff like that, but... She also had trauma that I'm pretty sure she didn't speak about. And I, I mean, she spoke to me about some of the things. And I, I just like look at her and be like, man, you you a strong woman. You know what I'm saying? It's just once where we at, we have the opportunity to deal with these things in order to raise this next generation better. Because if we don't deal with it, we can see where society is going. Yeah. So I don't, I don't remove myself from being checked. I don't remove myself from someone offering insight. But so many people do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't speak for them. So many but people But I'm okay do. with that. Like, I'm. it doesn't matter to me. Now, whether I'm going to receive it or not is one thing. You can tell me whatever you want to tell me. What sticks, sticks. And I think that's how we all work. But I'm pretty... With the work, I understand, you know, certain things. And then in regards to the healing part... It wasn't until two where things started getting weird with my own child is where I had the same epiphany that you had. Like, oh, my mother was still Doris. I get it. She wasn't just my mother. She was still Doris. My father was still June. Like, I get it. I understand where this is now because now you're in it, right? Exactly. So that's when the healing begins, right? Exactly. And that's when all my apologies come in to my own daughter. I apologize to my daughter maybe two times a goddamn day for whatever. You know, but, the apologies I owe my children, like, because, man, like. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, any anybody that I, anybody that knows me knows I don't care. I don't care about what mistakes I've made. I own them. I lived it. I am dealing with that consequence. Mm -hmm. Anything that I did with my daughter, I can say it. I can own it. And I'm living with my consequence. I don't care about that. So that's why I said, well, somebody telling me something, I already know it. Like, you know, it is what it is for me. And I apologize to my daughter all the time because, you know, who knows? First of all, I'm human. <laughs> 
okay, and moody and dealing with my own stuff. So the apologies are necessary, and I don't have a problem with doing it. And I, I've, I've told her several occasions, oh, oh, I didn't do this right. I don't want you to do that. You need mm-hmm. to be better than me. This is why I'm, quote, unquote, nagging you because I'm a teen mother, don't know what the hell I'm doing, mm-hmm. and I see the result in that in you. And I need you to fix that because I'm telling you, you're going to wake up and be 30 years old, still mad, wondering how life went past you. Been there, done that. And I think as far as children go, the the biggest thing we could just tell them is just, you know, um, not even tell them, show them how to properly handle emotions. Oh, of course. You know I'm, I'm not saying? having a good day. One thing that we do, we come in the house, we get an hour to ourselves. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. talk to her. If she in the house, she, we ain't going to talk to each other. You need an hour to come down from your day, from wherever you was at. Cool. You take your time, I take my time. And I even do that in, if I was in a relationship. I You get your time to, you know, erase what you just been through, however mm-hmm. long you've been outside. I need to take my time. And then you come back together. Because, again, outside of these unions, you are still an individual. Fact. So when we come back, I want to want us to get into some of these uh commentary okay that's been going on in these streets but until then we're going to talk about nipsey well we're not going to talk about nipsey but we're going to play hustle and motivate <laughs> uh this was probably the first celebrity and nipsey was a that actually um hurt me and i actually listened to nipsey before he passed ocean views <laughs> is one of not ocean views hotel suite has to be one of my favorite sexy remakes that he did of all time i've always liked him always liked nipsey um so this was yeah this was one of the celebrities that really messed me up i was kind of i was mad about pop smoke too but nipsey kind of hurt i guess like um elvis did for other people (laughs) i was actually upset behind nipsey like he was my cousin or something i don't know it was just it It was was a a tough one it was a tough one and Dolph Dolph was another one I was watching all the conspiracy videos with Dolph because I knew of some things that he was getting into like Dolph was another one listen Dolph and I was supposed to interview Dolph and instead I interviewed damn Kevin Gates I might have been a groupie with Dolph I love Dolph Dolph Nipsey um (laughs) it with men men that um it's rough for for a man it's rough because they all they were trying to do is just take care of their family and their community. Not even trying, they was doing were doing that. that. You're right, they weren't trying, they were doing Nipsey that. Nipsey was one of the first rappers and, that was onto the crypto, and that's why I be telling people y'all really do. When people be like, "Oh, it's like I think uh, um, another mass shooting happened recently somewhere in Florida or South Carolina hmm. or something, right? A 15 year old killed like." seven people something like that right and people be like oh my god that's so crazy why would they do that why would they and i'm telling people i'm like i don't think you guys understand the extent some people will go to keep their life intact mm-hmm. nipsey and Dolph were interrupting a you can't even put a number on the amount of money this system generates they're they're affecting that bottom line how much do you value these people for real you know what i'm saying so they can come to the conspiracy about nipsey with the dude, um, Eric Holder. How much does he value Nipsey? Well, Nipsey called him a snitch. We know that because we in on Nipsey's life. Hey, bro, man, take this little 75000 man. Go do that, man. You're going to be good down in jail. You straight. 
yeah, you know, screw him, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because he called me. I ain't no snitch. I ain't no, no paperwork. Just like I know for a fact, Straight Drop is taking um the... Dr- <laughs> He's taking it for somebody else, too, because Straight Drop didn't kill Dolph. So, again, like, you got to understand, like, and even with... You know, we getting into something with the little um, buffalo shooting that happened earlier this year. And um, you know that guy was making what clean a water, water, a water yeah. power car. So hmm. we're gonna make it hmm. a mass shooting. Hmm. But we You're make so sure smart. make sure you get your target though. You understand? Because but see, people people are so caught up in the lights and the cameras that it, you have to be a critical thinker. You have to. And think. nothing is by coincidence. It's and, nothing. And like we said before, everything ain't for everybody to know. And that's where I'm at now. Like, okay, cool. Y'all want to like oranges? I need people to pick my apples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you understand? So mm-hmm. what I'm doing right now, I'm going to build up. Because did, did you notice how they didn't talk about that as much? What? The, but the guy with the water. They didn't oh. talk about that oh, as yeah, much. Oh, yeah, of course, because it wasn't. He wasn't. I'm not going to say he was the first one to do it or the, even the second person. He was per- the closest. No, no. He was the second person to get killed behind this. Because in 96, it was like the mid-90s, I'm going to say between like 95 and 99, something like that. Um, dude, I cannot remember his name. I always want to call him Gary Webb, but that was a reporter. But it was this dude had a water-powered car, you know what I'm saying? Like, this, the man in Buffalo was getting close there. This dude was there. Like, he yeah, he but, had it. But so, the one I seen with the man in Buffalo, he was driving his water-powered car. I seen no, that this, video. This dude, though, he was ready to like put this out for mass production. Oh, okay. So like the CIA or not the, I'm talking about the CIA. The people came to him and was like, "Okay, look. This is what we going to offer you. We offering you. They took him to dinner. We offering you this this and that. You know what I'm saying? So you need to go ahead and sign. You know, if you don't sign this and take the money, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? So dude's like, "No, nah, I'm not accepting that." Well, he passed a few hours later because they had poisoned his drink. Of course. You know what I'm saying? They was going to tell him not to drink if he had signed, but because he signed, you know, they like, go ahead and do it. And, you know, they took him down. Um, and, you know, they have something called a heart attack gun. A heart, listen, the technology that... The the world the world ain't what it seems, man. Like I know everybody. Well, we gonna be quiet before they get us. Yeah, before we go. that's we all I want to say. Yeah, Nipsey hustling Nipsey, by the Nipsey, day. Nipsey, Nipsey, yeah, because that's I don't want to. <laughs> come get us. Yeah, I don't want to get too. <laughs>
Stand for some shit that you never read. Passing through stages in life, through the ups and the downs, like a saw, just another test. Get by the bruise like a breath. I got respect in a hundred sets. Too many chains, need another chest. Glad no games if it wasn't chess. Come from that cloth that you couldn't stretch. Come from that circle you couldn't test. Heavily pressured and under stress, even though it's like Yo, yo, this is DJ Bob. You rocking with Consider This. Consider that. Let's get it. Men Plus Care. Have you been considered? Well, Nikki June's got you covered on Consider This Radio. Yeah, we about to come. We gonna have to go back. Hey, y'all. We are back. Welcome to Consider This Radio, only on WEBR Radio Fairfax. This is our last show of 2022. Wait. Oh, okay. That was tomorrow. I was thinking about something they told me, so we're good. Um, <laughs> of 2022. So we definitely want to chime in on a couple of these topics, and we'll make them fast because I want to want us to get to the article. Uh, which is most important in regards to the black men. If you are just tuning in, we do have Dimitri here in the building um, that has been offering a lot of insight. Um, We have much more insight, so we're going to slide through this celebrity (laughs) stuff because who cares about what they have going on? Um, They're crying in Bentleys, so it's okay. Um, (laughs) T.I., Charleston White, Boosie has been going back and forth. So this is my only question in regards to this, right? Apparently... Um, Tootie and King made up because them two were beefing at one point. So they made up. They're friends again. They've been talking about Charleston White. They seen Charleston White in the parking lot. They were very disrespectful to Charleston White. You know, Charleston White talks a lot of mess. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Um, he is who he is. He does have a message. The delivery, is it always good? Uh, not always, but you also don't have to listen. Um, so you have what? King might be 19 now. Tootie is 17, 18 years old because I know the sister's older than Tootie. So technically, they were disrespecting the elder. I think mm-hmm. Charleston is like 52 or something. Yeah, he like 50. Um, they said what they said. Charleston might called the police on them. <laughs> then Charleston might <laughs> got online and was talking junk. Yeah, he was going crazy. Who do you think is wrong for that? Um, see, right and wrong is. Is like black and white. <laughs> you mm-hmm. could, if I don't, in that situation, I don't think nobody's wrong mm. because if anything, the kids are wrong for for coming at him all wild, crazy, disrespectful. Because at that point, what he says in response to that, they don't have a control over. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, but I also don't want to make it seem like they were just completely wrong because everybody's free to speak and say what they want and do what they want to do. You know what I'm saying? But Charleston White is interesting. I was I wanted to talk about this specifically because he's interesting because he people 
can't get past the antics, but I listen to him. He's like, one thing I heard him say, he's like, you gangster prove it. Mm-hmm. How did T.I. and Boosie get rich? To their claims, being gangster. Mm-hmm. In their songs, gangster. So you would think they're raising their sons, what? Gangster, right? So Charles and White's like, do something to me. Y'all gangster, right? What did T.I. do? Got online, talked about it. Boosie got online, talked about it. And I'm not saying saying that they need to go do something to this man. I'm not saying that. But what is the perception we're feeding to these children who's getting beat on at home? Because they think that T.I. and Boosie gangster. So they expecting T.I. and Boosie to come do something about Charles and White. Mm-hmm. That's what they thinking. I think it's the children problem. Anytime my daughter's out of line with an elder, I'm mad at her, not the elder. Uh, I feel like, again, I think King is 19. I closed the article. I I don't think King is 20 years old, right? Mm-hmm. First and foremost. Second of all, I don't care how gangster your daddy was. You're not. You've been in the suburbs your whole life. You can't tell them that. No, you can't tell them that, but that's the truth, it's right? It's the truth. You, you don't have, you've never had a poverty lifestyle. So I don't know where all of this gangster came from between him and Tootie. You cannot tell well, them According that. to Tootie, Tootie said that he did start out in the hood because he was with his mother and then, you know, Boosie came about. Nah, Boosie but, did say Tootie kind of grew up kind of crazy, though. He yeah, did, he did I still say don't think that, that that means anything. I think the children are wrong because um, you, you just don't... Because first and foremost, whatever happened before that, if I'm not mistaken, it was a video he did but about the parents. You let the parents deal with that. Because now that the incident happened and he called the police, now the parents want to tell him that you leave the children out of it. If the children would have never said nothing to him, he would have been able to leave the children out of it. Point blank, period. Point I don't blank. care. Let me ask you this question, because I don't even want to talk about this Diddy and Kanye thing. You <laughs> marry. I know your mom's deceased, my mom's deceased, but if your mom was alive, who sits in a... Who sits in the front, your wife or your mother? In the front of what? Your car. My wife. Really? Yeah. I don't believe that. I mean, shout out to you, Mom. Thank you for having me and everything, but you don't have sex with me. This woman has sex with me. So it's about who has sex with you no, in the front of the car? No, <laughs> no. it's just, she, this is the only woman that could bring me again to the peakest of emotions. My mom can cannot do that. <laughs> yeah, I never did that. Listen. Even even to this day, if I am riding, like even if I go to North Carolina, I sat in the back seat. I told my aunt to get up front. It's uh for me, it's just a respect factor. I do that. Now if I'm driving, I'm not gonna get out the driver's seat and tell you to come drive my car to me that's one thing right but if i'm coming and i know that i'm picking somebody my daughter has to move if i'm riding with the elder oh no my my son my daughter yeah my my husband would have to move but no my no because then i'm gonna tell you why you're going to send the wrong signal to your husband because now you basically you're basically saying that it's someone outside of our family unit that's more important than me and you yeah my mother if my mother was alive she's not but my mother is definitely more important. My my mother is very important to me, extremely important. But if I'm with my wife and we're going out, no, my wife is up front with, unless it's another specific reason. If it's just for this reason as far as respect goes, then no, my wife has to sit up front because this is my family. This is my now, house. you have a right to believe this the way is, you believe. And most, oh, most yeah, people yeah. did say the wife, but I don't do that. I, I was dating a guy maybe like four years ago, and me, him, and his mother ended up going, and I got out. I got out. 
and I told her to get up. She didn't. She didn't want to get up front. But I don't because do that. She knew Mm-mm. what she she no. knew the My signal. My aunt would kill me to this day. Me being a grown ass woman, if if I didn't no no. You got you got to know the signals you sending out. Mm-mm. Never. She got up front, <laughs> and that was the end of that. I'm not I'm not sitting up front. I wouldn't even feel comfortable sitting up there knowing you you sitting in the back. I ain't gonna now lie. I do have some. Sometimes you do have people that. Sometimes my daughter, mother, because I mean, we, my daughter's grandmother, she'll make me. Go ahead, go ahead, girl, get up there, get up there. But she even know that I would never, never, never. To me, that is your mother. I still feel like she has a hierarchy. I don't care how good I make you feel. It's only a 30-minute ride. I'm not losing no sleep. To me, respect, it's not that serious. But that was going around. I started an argument with my mother. She'd be like, why you make it? Why, why can't I ride up? I would start an argument with my mother. Like, this my wife, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Because, nah, you got to respect that. I would never you. do it. Never. <laughs> if, if I know we come and pick your mother up, I'm automatically getting in the back. And if, if it ain't your mother and it, it, it's somebody else that you respect. Now, if it's just a random drunk auntie, no, the drunk auntie going to get in the back. But if it's somebody that raised you and I know how close you are to that person, never in a thousand years am I going to be like, oh, you got to get in the back because I'm, I'm riding up front. It's an hour ride. It's never that serious for me. See, I and think- I wouldn't even want you to tell me not to get in the back. Let me have my 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 values. You have your values. If as long as I'm not tripping, and when we get home, I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe you let your mother sit up front. Then it's nothing. Again, <laughs> people are individuals. You gotta allow people to be who they are. So if I'm dating a guy and he says, no, babe, you sit up front, and I say, look, I'm getting in the back. That should be the end of the conversation. I shouldn't be mad at you. You shouldn't be mad at me. I know. I'm gonna argue with you. <laughs> to me, it's to me, <laughs> it's okay. Because that's a prince. That's a principle to me. It's a prince. Yes, yeah, definitely a principle a prin- for me. And I would never do that. Because I'm not really, and this this might be a, a trauma response. I'm not really too attached to people like that. Even my family member, because I've lost so many people. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, but my wife, I would kind of be kind of attached to her though, because like I. Listen, I I value that. Even when I was married, like I I value that. Like this is, I'm responsible for this now. I'm responsible. No, no, I agree. You know and what everybody, I'm most people agree with you. But when I heard the conversation, I was like, I wish I would. My aunt would have a fit. I would still be sixty, and the eighty year old mother would be in. I could never, ever in a million years, just be like, oh, your mother can't sit up front because I'm your wife. We would be we would be arguing. That that'll be one of the things I started. That'll be my petty argument for the day. Then. And like, I would ignore you. <laughs> my ex hated it. When he would argue, I would just look at him like this. I'm gonna keep talking though. You gonna eventually. Ask I would me. never talk. You gonna eventually. Never. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna you. make you want to talk. Like I promise you. I'm not gonna like try and push your buttons, but I'm gonna be like. Never. Yeah. He hated that. That that made him even more mad. Yeah, like I'm I not gonna argue. push your buttons. That's but. your trauma. Because if I don't want to argue with you, you shouldn't be wanting to argue with me. That's trauma, and I let him live in his trauma. With himself. I'm not sitting here arguing with you, one, about something that I don't care about. You know what I'm saying? Again, I'm selfish. I realize, you know, I was dating this guy, and when he told me I was selfish, I was really offended by that. You know, because all the work I do, you know, mm-hmm. I'm patting my own self on the back, right? But when I thought about it, oh, I'm very selfish. And if I don't care, you ain't about to make me care about something I don't care about. Because I'm, I'm never going to make you want to care about something you don't want to care about now exactly. naturally in relationships i do believe like 
um, like I do radio, right? You may not do radio, but I would want you to ask about what I got going on. Maybe come up once a month, once every three months, just to show that you're interested in, in what I have going on. Because it's something that I'm going to have to do with you that I don't want to do. But you show people that you care with actions. And sometimes you just do it. Like, I may, I don't want to watch football, but if I have to sit here and cook for you and your friends and you watch your football, I have to still be pleasant during that time. Mm -hmm. Because you will want me to do that. And I just think it makes sense for you to do it on the back end. Again, if it's not your interest, I don't think it needs to be done all the time. But I do think you have to show interest in other people because... Actually, forget and that. You got to show interest in me. I, I can't speak for no other <laughs> no, woman. No, Another woman may not like it, but I know when I'm in a situation, I don't have a problem with being a chameleon. Because to be honest, a lot of the things that he going to like, I probably don't like anyway. But I, it's going to be times where I'm going to have to show up, be pleasant, and pretend. And I just want that in return. I don't see what's wrong with that. I don't know what these other women want, but I do want, I do want you to act like... <laughs> Act oh, like you care. Yeah, act like you care. <laughs> act like you proud. And, you know, my top love language is actions. I don't want you talking me to death. Oh, no. I don't like that. Show me. And how you show me is participating and doing and asking questions. Little things like that. But as, that's as just me. As far as relationships go, I think I've gotten to a point where um is it's kind of going to be hard for me to be serious about a relationship because I, I love myself enough like there's nothing I'm going to be expecting from a woman to show me that she loves me because I show myself enough that I love me you know what I'm saying so it's like then what purpose would the person serve they gotta serve a um, purpose then we can like accomplishing goals like that's what I'm on now like she has to be like for me now like the woman has to be goal she has to be extremely goal driven like she has to be focused on like we were talking about getting his money. Like, <laughs> she has to be on. Like, she can't be like, oh, what's Kim Kardashian doing? What's what's going on? Like, because I'm not even focused on the war in Ukraine. And all. Like, I know it's going on, but I'm not focused on that. So I'm let me ask you this. You, you know, I found this recently that people do this. People love people the way that they want to be loved opposed to how people want to be loved. And that's how people grow apart. That may be what you want, but the person that you have interest in is not may not want to be loved that way. And oftentimes we don't love. I had to learn this with my daughter. Me and my daughter are. I don't even know how she came out of me. I don't know where she came from, but we're different in many ways. And for a very long time, I was loving her through my trauma. My mother died. I didn't have my father. I went somewhere I didn't want to be. I wasn't sport no more. I wasn't the center of attention no more. So now I'm giving all of her this love and affection, and that's not what she wants. That's, mm. that's not her language. And I think oftentimes we get caught up in love, loving people how we want to be loved. We so focused on what we want people to do for us that we forget that you have to love people according to their own damn trauma. And that's why it's important. <laughs> get out your trauma and get in their trauma because you need to love them the way that they, and that was even, a hard lesson. It's still a lesson for me to this day. Even with to be that honest. though, even with that though, like, see, I'm kind of, I'm kind of hard pressed now because dealing with my trauma, I had to deal with that alone. Of so course. like, I'm not even, I don't want to necessarily know about your trauma 
Like I like I I want to know about it, but I would want to also know that you have a good grip on it that you can do. Like it's not going to affect your life to where you're making irresponsible and rash decisions. But you know the trigger is what makes you do that. Well, then we have to discuss. That's why I'm like, listen, I've been I I've been in some positions I don't ever want to be in again because I was trying to um what's the word I'm looking for? Empathize and sympathize with people. You know what I'm saying? Or um, I wanted people to empathize or sympathize with me. Put me in horrible positions. You know what I'm saying? Oh, had, agree. Had me, in, had me in places I never want to go back to. So the fact that I pulled myself out of that, like I said, I could love myself enough. I love myself. I uh, I think, shoot, you on a, any day, I am the most, listen, I should be on GQ magazine. Who they say the most handsome man is me. Like, that's how I feel about it. I'm the most successful. I'm everything. You know what I'm saying? So... For me to get to this point, it took a lot of work. I don't want to be working on that with another person because the the amount of time and effort it took to get to this mindset for myself, I'm not going to be able to help you in three months. I'm not. This this has been a lifelong journey for me. So if we can both come together where, hey, listen, I get triggered behind this. I get triggered. Okay, that's something I could deal with. That's something I could deal with because it's not going to be perfect. You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, what's your goals? What's your plan in the next six months? What's your plan in the next year? What do you? What do you? How do you feel about family? How do you feel about finances? How do you feel about politics? How do you feel about sports? How do you feel about this? this? See, we just we go out feeling a lot. We go out feeling. We want that feel. We want to feel wanted and loved. That's what we want. We want every person on this planet Earth, man or woman, dog. Lying don't matter. We want to feel wanted. You have to do that for yourself first before the world can give you that. No, I agree. But you're never just because you're healing never means that you're healed. You do know that, right? Oh, no. Because when a new circumstance is going to come up, your back could be against the wall with with your $3 million and you may have to do something strange to keep your money. That's what I mean. You're never... It's no, you never going to stop learning until you right. die. So then you until you die. Say it's that no, you don't want to. So, okay. This is my perspective today. Let me re, let me rephrase all okay. this. This is my perspective today. My perspective changes if something comes into my psyche like, let me think on that. You know what I'm saying? Well, tell me if this is the same thing. So, for me, when I'm dating somebody, I like to listen. You're doing a lot of talking, right? With without me even asking questions, we're and we're just talking. Once I hear certain things that you're saying, I automatically be like, oh, yeah, but this ain't going to work. Oh, Is I mean, that what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like Because it sounded like with you that you wasn't going to work through nothing. Oh, no, no, no. It's just like, nah, nah. It's just like <laughs> now, if I hear certain things, I'm like, ah, nah, that ain't it. Like, correct. nah. Like, okay. like so she, like she cool. Like, she cool. Maybe we can just get some money together. Maybe yeah. we could. Maybe we could go... Fucking throw oh <laughs> maybe we could uh throw axes, you know what I'm saying? Um or do something like that, you know, top golf or something like that. Maybe. I don't know. But see, in my head, in my head, like, um like the woman, we we are on a mission. <laughs> like that's just where I'm at right yeah, now. Yeah, like, I'm not interested in I'm friends. just like I'm not <laughs> I'm not really trying to go out. I'm not really trying like no, I'm I need What's my man's name on How High? I need money. But they asked him, what, but what's his name? I need money. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. No, so I agree. I get <laughs> criticized with dating because, one, I don't want to change a person because they're not going to be able to, they're not going to change me. So, therefore, I don't want to change you, right? So, when you're getting to know somebody, 
with the only idea of dating them, because I don't even, if I gave you my number, then it's a possibility we can be together. I don't just be giving, I don't need friends. I, <laughs> I don't even want to deal with half of the people I deal with now. And I keep my, my circle is very small. I don't like dealing with a bunch of different energy mm-hmm. because in business, I have to deal with people all the time. So when it comes to me and and me and mine and her, <laughs> I don't like a lot of people involved in that. So if I'm in that circle and I hear something I don't like, it's no need for us to even talk anymore. Right. No, I agree. I can I, go pick up some kids I, I, to go um, go-kart ride. I had two kids last night that they was in my bed and I had to sleep on the dog on couch because they slept like wild animals. Okay. So if they I do. need to find something fun to do, I can always call and get somebody else's children. Right. So I don't need a man to do that. I'm like, yo, this is about how are we going to get this money? <laughs> how do we create a legacy and how do we create financial freedom? So when it's them little things, what is there? What is there for me to talk about? I'm mm-hmm. very intentional. I'm not here to be your friend. Right. right. Um, so, when I don't like it, I don't like it. So a couple of the women, they, they oh, you should give them a try. Give them a try for what? What What is the try for? That's, Especially that's, when I'm not asking you stuff and you're just bringing up stuff. And I'm like, nah, I ain't. And that's, that's how I be feeling. Like, I'm <laughs> I like, because in my opinion, I'm like, why? That's the one that I'd be looking at the world kind of weirdly on. Like, why is the, even as teenagers, why is the first thing we focus on as teenagers having sex? We really not focused on getting some money and establishing ourselves now now few people are because their parents understood the world Mm -hmm. maybe our parents didn't give us that you know what i'm saying life didn't give us that at the time but we learned it now so it's up to us to use that knowledge and apply it now but that's my only concern because my whole thing like my kids gonna be 10 and 7 next year right so i'm like all right cool they still young but once they start hitting that 15, 16 age, like, that's when I'm like, no, you need to lock in on, like, like what, you're, what are you trying to make money of? Like, and, hey, call me crazy or whatever. I'm not really on that YouTube and streaming games type stuff. Like, nah, y'all need some skills. Like, y'all need to know how to do something. You know what I'm saying? For my daughters, I ain't going to lie. I'm kind of just going to tell them, like, listen, the prime age <laughs> for you is between 19 and 25. And it's men out here that's establishing themselves that have good morals, good principles, good that come from a good family, a good mm-hmm. bloodline that know what they need. Don't listen to social media. The, whatever you see on social media, that's not the majority. Mm-hmm. The majority is real. It's some real hardworking men and women out here that are dedicated to their lifestyle, and their life community. Is real. You and know life is not so definite. None of that. Well, I tell people all the time, I don't represent black women. I represent a population, a portion rather, of black women. But I don't represent every black woman. I mean, every black woman in this world. So I don't, I don't speak for everybody, which is why, again, what you know, people that do listen to the show do think I talk about myself all the time. But who else am I going to talk about? I'm not here to judge Anthony, Sylvia, and, no, and right. Leisha. Just like we talked about T.I., Boosie, and them, I asked you, what would you do? Yeah, I didn't ask you. I did ask who you felt was right in the situation, but I don't care about what Tian Boosie and Charleston White got going on. But I do want to know what would you do in that situation. So I always the, from, I use um, celebrity to put it into perspective. From which perspective? From Charleston's or from Tian? No, just like in that situation. Period. Um, but nobody cares about the celebrity. From they, uh, from Charleston's perspective, I wouldn't even be in his position to be honest. Like yeah, talking the way he do. And now from T.I. and Boosie and them perspective, I 
I ain't gonna lie, like not even on no gangster stuff. Like Charleston White said something crazy, like he wanted to kill Ti's son and chop his body up or something. Like, nah, you you gotta get touched, buddy. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> you got like yeah, you got like goes, nah, like no. Every every a lot of the stuff he says is really it really never triggered me per se like that. Like that like. Because he called the son ugly and everything. And, and what's wild is if something <laughs> does happen to him because of this stuff documented, it can go back to T.I. Mm-hmm. Because what is, what are the police going to think? Well, that was a smart thing about Charleston White by saying what he's saying. And so if this he is do why get touched, I'm that's why. But this is why I'm in agreeance now. I'm in agreeance now of um, he's an agent. He's a hip-hop agent. Because... I've been, I've been trying to figure out is he or is he not ever since he came out because one of the things he 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 um stands on is how he was an activist out Fort Worth Texas and everything right and um, was doing things with the kids and all that but one of the dudes I follow Grove Hero he um does a lot of things in Memphis man uh, so you know who he is he got Charles and White Boy with him right now and like you know putting him on doing stuff for him and stuff like that but the dude was telling Grove to get off Charleston when he came to Fort Worth because Charleston really out here but I'm like I don't know how true this is because when I was living in Dallas nobody was talking about Charleston White Dallas and Fort Worth is like that they pretty much like DC Virginia so and nobody was talking about it but this right here this is pure hip hop agent and it goes right back to the Nipsey and Adolph thing because what is T.I. doing in Atlanta that may be affecting someone else's bottom line? So how can we make? How can we get to him? All right, he cares about his kids. We're going to have Charleston say something about it. I want to kill your kid. I want. And Charleston do move with a lot of people. So from T.I. So T. perspective, he is actually from the streets, though. Do I take this as a threat or do I not take this as a threat? Because now I'm, I, I either have to neutralize this or just trust God. <laughs> No, I, I do think that the the first of all, I love Grove Hero. Love him to I love know, him down. So many people don't know who he is, and I love the the point, and that's what I mean by the alley hoop. That's that's why I just believe in helping because you never know that one shot. Dolph gave him one shot. Mm-hmm. I always say I'm an opportunity away. Same thing with me. I'm I like always <laughs> say I know for a fact. <laughs> I'm an opportunity. I'm an opportunity. I feel like I might. I'm gonna leave. I don't even need to say it out loud. But I just feel like you get. He's the prime example of how a real friend can change your life, and not with a handout. Because he didn't give him a handout. Give him a hand he opened up the show. That's how he got that's his it. first bag. You, that's it. it was just something that simple, right? He just let him open up shows for him. And that's, that's what I mean. But he got food trucks, ice cream trucks. He got like 10 him. houses in the neighborhood he, and he built a basketball the, court. He brought all the dope from the guy. Gave him a lawnmower business and he killing gave it. Gave him a lawnmower business. He killing it now. He brought all the equipment. And gave, and I think he gets 20% or something. And he's going crazy. The dude is going crazy. Then the girl, the dude, um, wife. The dude's mm-hmm. wife, she uh be cleaning the houses mm-hmm. for him and stuff, mm-hmm. and she bake and do all this, uh, sell plates and stuff to like. To me, that is the ideal world. Me and my man making money, and that's why I like his his <laughs> his what he's doing is similar to my vision. Um, I don't necessarily want to buy neighborhoods though. Like I just want to build my own neighborhood though, because it's so much land in the middle of America. Like it's so much land. If in the Bill middle. Gates didn't get it all. Nah, even but even wanna, with him buying it, it's a lot. <laughs> he owns most Trust of me. the land. No, he don't. It is it is he owns like eighty six point three million square miles. America's like 
three hundred something. But no, he school. he owns the most agriculture with the farms and stuff. He owns all of it though. No, no, it's still some. And he and even even still, I just manifest them out of here. Yeah. <laughs> well, good luck with that one. Why don't you manifest all of the other one percent out too, so we can make a way? I do want to talk about this article because we get ready. We have to get ready to go in a second. Okay. But um, the stereotypes about black fathers. There's a thousand of them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's an article that is on legacy. Um, GiveLegacy.com that just talks about black men starting from 50 years ago, 1965. Okay, and they talk about the stereotypes. They talk about how there are no such thing as coincidences. Okay, um, the article is an amazing article, but. And I'm going to turn it on. I, I'm going to record you too, but I do want to turn it on you on this one. All right. Um, I do want to know. Can you see yourself? Yeah. Okay. So I do want to know for you, can you name three stereotypes um, that they say that you have heard being a black man about black men? Three stereotypes. And just do one, two, three. But... Mm. Three stereotypes about black men. Um, absent, inconsiderate, and selfish. And can you name three positive things about black men? That I've heard? Mm-hmm. That you know. Oh, that I know? Um, steadfast, um, family-oriented, and... encouraging okay i don't know if you believe in the spirits but this microphone just moved microphone just moved. would you touch it no <laughs> i swear to god on my mother oh. and anybody know me no i don't do that well so i should have recorded it because <laughs> it legit went from the end of the chair to where it is now Oh. And I thought it was going to hit you. That's why I put the phone down because I was <laughs> I wanted to say it. So the microphone just moved. We're going to move on. <laughs> so the three stereotypes that that you heard. I'm going to give my three stereotypes, even though I'm a woman. And I do believe that women shouldn't speak on men because I'm not a man. It's not my journey, not my experience. Didn't have one in the house. Y'all got eyes. Though. But um, but they're hateful eyes. But I will say this. I believe that. You all are vulnerable, powerful, and resilient. And those are the three that um, I would say. And you're vulnerable in so many ways due to unhealed, acknowledged trauma. Okay? So that makes you very vulnerable with life. Um, And you and I talked about that at the library, how I just feel like I'm not going to say it right now. I'll (laughs) save it for for when I come back or something. So, when you read the article, what emotions did it, um, when you read the Legacy article, what emotions did it bring out of you? Man, um, enough to where I was like, I'm not about to read this whole thing. (laughs) But I ended up reading the whole thing still because I understand. I just got to get past those sometimes. But, um, I mean, what emotion didn't it bring up? Um, Man, because... most, most, I mean, literally, like, 98% of black fathers I know 
want to just raise their children and raise their family. You know what I'm saying? Like, no matter how crazy you might think they are, no matter what they did out in the streets, no matter what they did, they, when they had that baby, a black man, when a black man had that baby, like, no matter, this man could have 30 bodies under his belt, killed 30 people. That man's like, he's like, I want to raise the next killer. At least he want to raise him, though. Like, he do want to raise him, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, I'm going to teach him how to kill. But he wants to teach him. We mm-hmm. missing the fact that he wants to teach him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you understand? So he that means he wants to be there. He wants to be involved. You know what I'm saying? So um, to know in reading that article, I mean, I, I had already known this, but to know that um, black fathers are more present than, compared to other fathers of other races, it does make sense, though. You know what I'm saying? Because we're the ones always overlooked for jobs. You know what I'm saying? We're the ones always overlooked for any opportunity, pretty much. Not because we're not qualified or we don't have the um, proper skill set. No, it's literally just because we're black men. Because why? Black destruction is you can't even put the number on the amount of money this industry generates. Hmm. You can't even put a number on it. So let's go over some of the statistics that they had. More than half of black children live in single-parent households. Children who grow up without fathers are five times more likely to live in poverty and commit crime, nine times more likely to drop out of schools, and 20 times more likely to end up in prison. They are more likely to have behavioral problems or run away from home or become teenage parents themselves, and the foundation of the community are weaker because of it. Now, Obama said that in 2008. One stereotype that people don't speak about is this um, black fathers living with their children, as you said, 2.5 million of around 4.2 million do live with their kids, even if they are not married to the partner. A 2013 report um, with CDC says black dads, whether they live with their children or not, are more actively involved in their children's life than their counterparts of other races. For example, the CDC reports that black fathers who live with their children are more likely than fathers of races to provide physical care, bathe, diaper, feed for their younger children, read to their children, and help their children with their homework on a daily basis. Oh, I agree. I agree. I, I love giving my babies baths. <laughs> I love that. Um, and then you can kind of actually see that in movies. You you won't really never see um a black man in a movie that's not involved in his uh, children's life like that. But you'll see like in movies with white people or um Hispanic people and stuff like that. They're not really involved in their children. Like as soon as the baby's crying, you know what I'm saying? It's like oh baby, uh, honey, come get the baby and all that. But if it's a black father and with his family, like <clears throat> for example, Crooklyn. Um, I think they even had a, a movie. What's that called? My Baby's Daddy with Anthony Anderson and Eddie Griffin. Mm. Um, you know that was about that was just literally about fathers. You know what I'm saying? So, black fathers, uh, we rock. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We awesome. And I just want us to get away from these uh, stereotypes. That you know the you know thing I, mean? I hate about stereotypes in general is that. You have numbers, right? But you don't state the reasons why. And the numbers are the numbers. Um, but there are so many reasons why black fathers are not in not in the home. Um, for oh. many different reasons. Why black women are not in the homes for many reasons. 
And I think for me, period, that's what I don't like about statistics. Statistics just gives you the number and they make that number so definite when in fact it's not definite. So these numbers are great, right? But there are also reasons why the other 2.5 million, because they said 2.4 are, and then 2.5 are not, right? Yeah. But there, there, it's a reason behind it. And I think that that's, um, excuse me, 4.2 million. Uh, so it's only 2.5 of the 4.2 are not. But um, the thing I don't like is with the statistics, they make everything so definite and that's not the answer just because you're able to come up with this number. That's not the reason why. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, the government, the system that they've been moving on us for the 400 years, that is the most amazing system ever because it's so effective um, has been working due to nobody ever deals with the why, even if you deal. So we can even go with the mayor. The mayor of D.C. will say that she has affordable housing, right? We have all of these new buildings popping up that are, quote, unquote, affordable. Well, the problem with that is it's not affordable for a two-parent household. I myself went to St. Stephen's over there by Dorothy Hyatt Library. If you made over 40, let me give them 46 because I don't remember the number verbatim. But if you had a two-person household and you made over 46000 you don't qualify for this unit. Now, if me and my guy are working things through, and even if he made $15 and I made $15, we still make $60 together with the children, right? Now, let's say we only got one child. The next one was only 50-something thousand. But it's but that's for a three-person household. So how, how does my man come into my house if he can't come into my house because now we quote unquote make too much money, but we're only making $15 a piece. He at Starbucks. I'm at McDonald's. That's not going to ever be a healthy household. So oftentimes people offer, cause DC is famous for that, especially since Bowser came in and don't get me wrong. She does have things that I, that I am taking advantage of. Huh? I just gotta, <laughs> just gotta grant. Okay. So I'm not saying everything, but when it comes to the household, I don't agree with it. It's very hard to include your partner when it comes to documentation and everything else, right? So this person can legally be on a lease, legally be on a deed, legally actually participate in something. They make it very hard for that. And I know that for a fact, even even the housing program I'm going through now, if you got a house of three, again, I'm off by the numbers a little bit, but you can't make more than 62000 Again, if my man make twenty and I make twenty. We already over that. Mm, yeah. And now he yeah. the manager at the Starbucks. And now, now I'm the manager at McDonald's. And yeah, I make $20 and he make $20. But now I don't even qualify for this program. Because again, it's me, my husband, and my child. And now we can't. We don't qualify for the $200,000 that she's given away, basically, for housing. So, mm-hmm. so how do you keep the family together? We're not talking about that. So you'll have a lot of people that can't participate in different programs, different activities, different after-school programs, okay? Because if, if you count your man or if you count your woman, however it goes, then y'all may not even qualify for that sliding scale. But at $20 an hour, you need every program possible living in well, Washington, D.C. I tell you straight up, it's, um, I mean, we lack in order. I mean, if... And of course, what I'm about to say is going to be considered radical, but I mean, it's just it's just the truth. Like it used to be a time when um, 
a father would choose his daughter's groom and like a, a man a boy was being raised into an actual man mm-hmm. so these again teenagers these 12 13 year olds were not running outside getting into stuff they were on their farms working or they were in the house learning finances or stocks or whatever the they were learning whatever their family was doing. It wasn't no just go out there and figure it out. You know what I'm saying? So everybody with these programs you talk about, at the end of the day, it's still them giving something away. So they're going to make it strict. You know what I'm saying? They're going to make it, oh, you're asking me for help. I'm not coming to you. You know what I'm saying? So that's why. No, they don't offer, they don't pay a, a living wage. $20 an hour is not a living no, wage in Washington, D.C. So if, let's say that that's not the person that's the entrepreneur. Everybody's not going to own a business. We oh, know no, that. I, I agree. Everybody's not going to buy a franchise. Some people are going to go to work and they're going to go home. So I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm, I'm a great citizen. I go to work. I go home. I pay my taxes. You don't offer a living wage. So the program is necessary. I'm not asking you for the program, but you're offering a program. That's a tax issue. So that's another where, thing, too. This is where life gets weird at, right? Because it's always an argument to something. So you're saying you're not getting paid a living wage, which I agree with. It's not. You're right. It's a lot of people not getting paid a, a living wage. You also got to look at it from the business side. They're going to be like, okay, you're getting paid $18 right now, but you want $25 because it's not a living wage, right? So, But $25 is a living wage. We, $25 ain't a living wage here. We, you're this, supposed this, to make $30 this, an hour. This just for district. the sake of the argument. Okay. I'm just saying, $25 right now is the living wage. <laughs> so they give you that $25, but they're like, okay, now we got to raise the prices on all our stuff and – Best believe if they raise the price and all that stuff, that means that other prices got raised somewhere across the board. So you're never, it's never really going to be an actual living wage. It's no such, a lot of the things we talk about is no such things as these things exist. I have to disagree with you, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to send you the video if I remember. But there are several companies. It's, it's a white guy. I think he owns Zappos. Okay. Whatever it is, somewhere in, in San Francisco. I, I know Zappos do something. Okay. So they're one of the people where their starting salary is $70,000. You want to know why? Because the owner is not taking all of them. That means the janitor makes seventy. The woman that answers the door makes seventy. All of these people are making seventy. Again, it is not a handout. It is what you need to live oh, in that environment. I and that's the that's a starting, right? So once I give you 70, it's still up to you to do what you need to do with your money. Cause that that be the problem. It's the mismanagement of money for many. Okay. And but living in a district, it's an apartment complex that is I can I normally walk past. $1,660 for a two-bedroom that's 800 square feet. It does have a wash and dryer. In that unit, you are paying gas, electric, sewage, and um, it's one other thing. I can't think of the name of it because I don't even want to know the name of it. But something you should be paying when you're paying a mortgage, not for an apartment, okay? I understand the part about inflation. Trust me, nobody doesn't. Well, I get granted grants, but that's because I'm still doing work. It ain't nothing I'm doing for free. But... It's no reason why in an apartment, when these developers got tax breaks for coming here, let's be mm-hmm. very, when we, we going to talk, we can talk money. Because the thing about that, that's why you only have the 1%. 
That's why you only have the 1%. If the money was divided the way it was supposed to be, even let's say everybody in the world made 70000 even in North Carolina or Wisconsin where the cost of living wasn't very high, you're still going to have people that's going to trick off their money, mm-hmm. gamble their money, smoke up their money, snort up their money, inject their money, wear their money, and that 70000 going to look like 20000 to them. Oh, I know. Anytime that I, I'm personally speaking, it's not for us to save the world because I don't believe in that. Mm. I, I don't believe that there is a, a a solution to curing America because it's not. It's too many little flakes in the inside. Mm-hmm. But to say what, what you said in regards to it can't happen, it happens. That Zappos man is not the only person in America that does offer like an, an, ex, an extreme amount of starting salaries for employees that aren't doing, you know, they're not the technical people. Mm. It can definitely happen. But it's the point of the greedy still being greedy. And one thing that he mentioned was he still gives every employee, because he doesn't, if it's not Zappos, Google it. um, But whatever it is, they still get a share of stock too. Oh, okay. I mean, So not only are you giving me the start out, right? So Mm. you have people, husband and wives that now work together at that company. So they can now... If if I if I am in California, a hundred and forty thousand dollars a year ain't nothing in California. That's right. almost like thirty thousand dollars in California due to the taxes. Their cost of living is ridiculous. So it's not any money still. People still gotta work for something. Mm-hmm. But it's the point of people being offered the opportunity. Sometimes I wish I don't know if it was India. Pakistan, wherever it was, but everybody get the same thing. You get a car, you get a house, and the husband worked. The yeah. women just started doing something. I seen the, the universal the thing. basic income. I think that's what it was, yeah, or whatever like you call it. But it is ways that that can work. It has to want to work. Now, yeah, it's things to that where you can't dress this way. You don't have a voice because it's a cost to everything. Ain't nothing for yeah. free, right? So yeah. if everybody got a car in the house, you're going to be paying for it on the back end. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and the words of finesse two times, uh, you'll be I, paying for it on the back end. But it, it just is what it is. That's what I'm saying. It's like um, only thing you can do is what you can do for yourself. Period. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I'm not... I'm not trying to kumbaya with the world. I'm not trying to, oh, this needs to, like, listen, um, only 40% of America makes $50,000 or more a year. So, and 47.5% of people are living paycheck to paycheck. So this is what I'm saying. I, when I get on Instagram, when I get on Twitter, when I get on Facebook, I be reading the posts of some wealthy people, people I went to school with, right? But I'm like, they speak so highly of their lifestyle. <laughs> but then, like, a few days later, be like, oh, people not mess with I can't believe I can't do that. And I'm like, but what happened? <laughs> I thought we was, you know what I'm saying? Like, I thought we was doing this, this, and that. You Social know what I'm media, that needs to be a show so, in itself. So that's what I'm saying, like, with, like, perception is everything. You know what I'm saying? It's reality. So... What what is a living wage? A living wage is honestly whatever you make it. Cause I'm already in my head right now. I was just telling my my boy about just like a thousand dollars still a lot of money to me. I didn't grow up rich. <laughs> I didn't. I don't know about all these other people, but I didn't grow up rich. So when I see a thousand dollars, I'm like, of course I know it's gonna be gone on a few bills and stuff like that immediately. But I still, you know what I see when I see a thousand dollars? Like that got stacked. I be happy. 
Because I remember being a kid, like, $1,000 was a lot to me, and it's still a lot to me. You know what I'm saying? So imagine when I'm starting to see 30, 40, 50,000, but I've been through situations that I know how to manage money now, and I'm not, I finally got $50,000, let me go blow it. Nah, I'm like... But you know so many people do that. Because they forgot where they came from. I did not grow up with money. Let me act like I've never had this before and manage it correctly. That's why I feel like <laughs> when, these, when these people get all of this money with these advances and the basketball, I feel like whoever that man that Allen Iverson had, I wish everybody had one of those that put his money up until he was, what, 45? Mm-hmm. 44, whatever it was. I think he got it now. But whatever the age was, because that person already knew you was going to blow your money. And Alan even mentioned in, in an interview before that he was so mad with that guy. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't understand why this is my money. You can't hold my money. Da, 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 da. And he said he was so thankful that that happened to yeah, him. Because the dude told him some good stuff. He to, he. That's the thing about it. People don't be real with you. And he was real with Alan Iverson at the time. Alan Iverson came into the league in 96. I think he was, what, 2021? 20, so... Let's just say by 22, 23, he's getting money. This dude comes into his life. Or he probably was already there in his life, whatever the case may be. He's telling Ireland, he's like, yo, because this dude's older. He's lived life already. He's like, bro, you about to get some money. Okay, let me tell you exactly what you're trying to do. Because you think I'm telling you not to hold on to your money because I'm just telling, I'm hating. But let me tell you why I think you should hold on to you. You're going to get this money. You're going to go spend all that money. You're going to be waiting for your next paycheck from the 76ers. You're going to spend that money. You're making... $40 million, but you're spending $45 million. How is that possible? This and from what I understand, he took it from him because Allen didn't want to do it. And he just he took the money and didn't give him a choice. And I think sometimes you can't offer erratic people choices. I'm going to tell you, then, and that dude just, he was a good person and, aligned, good. and it lined up to where he could do that to take that money. Because mm-hmm. if he was a bad person, he wouldn't have been able mm-mm, to take mm-mm. that money. Because I don't remember the, the guy from Texas, but um, well, he was done within a year. Not he Vince played, Young, uh, Jamarcus Russell. Well, whoever. I, the one from LSU. I don't oh, it's probably Jamarcus Russell, but like he came in the camp. They paid him 07. He got drafted. They paid him. He came to camp overweight and all that. But like he ended up getting caught up like a, a year or two after that because he had a lean in his car and stuff. Like he was supposed to be dealing. It's like these football players, rappers and stuff, man. Like I'm like, again. I'm not trying to be on the scene when I got $10 million and stuff. I don't need people to see my face. That's why I'm like, I don't know. I really kind of grew up like I didn't have a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I, I wasn't like extremely poor enough. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just like, I don't know where these I people... was poor and didn't even know I was poor. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm... Listen, you couldn't tell me I was poor. It was kids in my school with Jordans and stuff on. My mother used to buy me shocks and avias. Like... I'm wearing these to school. I had to learn how to Jones so early because my mother didn't care. <laughs> like she was like, these shoes are affordable. And I, never, I never <laughs> got picked on like that. I she, don't know what it was. It was a time I remember. Buying, she would buy me Levi's and stuff, and I used to be mad because I'm like, these are just the the cheap jeans. You know what I'm saying? Then being in high school and everybody's like, oh, we need some five hundred ones or stuff like that. Now it's on G Star and Mary and all that. But I'm like, oh, y'all people be going broke. To look good for who? You know what I'm saying? To for other broke people. For other broke people. <laughs> Listen to the thing I just said. Forty percent of America 
Forty percent of America makes over fifty thousand dollars a year. Only forty percent. Four out of ten people. Give out your social media. We got it. It's we got three minutes. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, so Dimitri, you have to come back. Uh, the social is IG Supreme underscore KBA underscore ABU Supreme underscore KBA underscore ABU. I don't really be talking my stuff on there like that no more, but. <laughs> You might catch it. You know oh, and your book. We didn't. Oh, and know, I'm gonna do a video. And my book. I'm gonna yeah. do a video. You got. We're going to do a reel or I, something. I tend. I tend to. Actually, I need to do a reel when I have the book because I didn't even bring the book. Them kids was driving me crazy. This I morning. always loved you by Dimitri Marshall on Amazon, Amazon right now. It's about me and my feelings, missing my children, and everything. It's gonna be a three book series. Y'all go support that right now. I always loved you by Dimitri Marshall. The apostrophe M I T R I. M A R S H A L L. All right, guys. Um, I'm getting ready to get out of here. Uh, but you know what? I keep lying to myself saying I'm gonna do better on social media. We're gonna see if I can stop lying. Cause that is one lie that I do. Uh I'ma work on it. Because we are going to Amazon in January. So that was one of the announcements. And there will be a podcast in January too. So we're gonna um just take a break. We'll be back. January, whatever the first week is after the new year, I'll put it up on social media or something. So you can stay tuned into that, but don't miss it. As usual, I'd rather be misunderstood than basic. Make sure you do something for someone else outside of yourself this week. And um, I'll see you somewhere. Bye. Won't you lie down now? September. September grass is the sweetest kind It goes down easy like apple wine Hope you don't mind if I pour you some Be that much sweeter by the winter to come Do you see those ants dancing on a blade of grass? What I know, that's you and me, baby, yes it is. We're so small and the world's so 